The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning and giving me an opportunity to be part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, just a quick reminder, and I guess you call program notes, we are working on transitioning this over to the YouTube channel at Grace Baptist Church. Um, we're going to make some adjustments to that channel because we want to work to be able to live stream through it as well, our Sunday services. And so we'll give you some updates um, as we have to make some changes to it, and we'll keep you up to date on that. But if you want to be able to easily follow through a playlist or go back and look at some episodes that you've not watched yet, you can go into Grace Baptist Church in Bakersfield YouTube channel and go to the playlist section. And through that, you can find the things that we've uploaded up to this point. Um, other than that, right now, it's still on my Facebook page, Instagram. We're going to be moving ultimately most of this over to the church stuff here in the next week or two and uh, hopefully making it a little easier to find it and to follow it. Uh, we're still in 2 Corinthians. Um, and we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 as we are coming to the close of chapter 11 today, working our way slowly towards the end of the book. Um, we're going to cover uh, a decent amount of scripture today. Uh, it, honestly, we could spend the next several episodes breaking down much of what's talking about here. Paul gives in a level of his pedigree as he's, as we kind of talk about he uses a phrase boasting on himself. He says he's going to boast on his infirmities. And we could spend a lot of time breaking down when he goes through the persecution he's talking about. We could spend a lot of time focusing and digging into what each one of these are. We'll talk a little bit about them today. But in reality, we're going to just take a broader view and we're just going to look at uh, two simple principles. We're going to look at the how Paul uses the persecution he faced as validity for God's work in his life and how sometimes persecutions and battles in our life can be that as well. So 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22. Again, Paul is debating those who are criticizing him, the false teachers, they're criticizing him, they're saying he's not good, he's invalid, they're lifting themselves above him, they want his influence. And uh, so Paul has jumped into this. He Last time we talked about this boasting, he didn't like to do, but he just felt like, hey, I need to take and just explain some things. And so now what he does is he changes over, and while he's going to boast, he boasts uh, in the persecution is what we're going to see. So verse uh, 22, he says, are they, speaking of these false prophets, are they, teach, are they Hebrews? He said, so am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. He goes, listen, I'm, I'm using the rhetorical language. I'm just, these people brag to be that, but I'm the same. They're, they don't have a pedigree. And back in those days, you know, going in a, the Jewish line back to, the, to Abraham and having that Jewish line, that was a big deal. Um, and so they're bragging on that. Paul says, listen, there's not a difference. Now, a lot of times, Paul, they might have jumped at him because he was also a Roman citizen. That dual citizenship was a great tool for Paul, but I'm assuming in many occasions used against him as well. But he comes back and says, listen, I'm still a Israel. I'm still a Jew. And this is what, uh, you know, I, I'm not less than these people from the inheritance or from the, the heritage that he had growing up. He says uh, in the end, second half of verse 23, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, and deaths often. So he's been around death a lot. He's been in prison a lot now. So why say this? Um, it was an honest and obvious thing in that day that the, um, 
the Romans, not as much, more the synagogue, the Jewish religious leadership. They hated Christianity. They hated the teaching because every bit of the Christian teaching about this Jesus, about the Messiah, went against their teaching. Please remember, this, um, this synagogue, this religious leadership had taken the teachings of the Old Testament, the Torah and the law and all that, and they'd added to a lot of traditional things. And the purpose was they would build themselves up and they'd really become abusive with their power. Well, Jesus comes in and he pushes that all the way and he says, he's kept calling them Pharisees, hypocrites. And he just kept ripping them and he kept pointing this personal relationship back to God. And But that's not something you do, freedom and liberty. Oh, they hated that. So those who were teaching the true gospel found themselves in prison, found themselves being beaten and persecuted. So he kind of comes with this historical question, if they're so great, how come this religious world loves them? How come they're not experiencing more persecution if they're as good as they claim they are? Now what Paul does is he goes through a list. This is where we could spend a lot of time. We won't. A list of the persecution that he himself has dealt with. He goes, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day and I have been in the deep. And journeys often in perils of water and perils of robbers. And perils by my own countrymen. And perils of Gentiles, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, and sleeplessness often, and hunger and thirst, and fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Now, so he goes through a massive list of the persecutions he'd experienced on his missionary journeys. And he's saying, this is what the religious establishment has allowed or brought upon me this is what satan has brought upon me because i teach the truth and because i teach the truth i fight so it's not the matter that you know the, the only validity of him was his persecution but it's a valid question because if if it was obvious and known to them i mean you understand uh, many many christians in their day had been punished and many of them killed martyred for the cause of christ so this is not an easy thing a lot of people have been in prison and he put a lot of them in prison before he was saved a lot of people have been imprisoned a lot of people had been persecuted and had been killed so he's saying wait a minute why are they why is it so light for them if they're right well it's a simple answer from just a simple rhetorical question is because satan doesn't go against people who are on his side and Satan will always use religion. Satan will always use religious people. Satan will always use carnal, false religions as a way to propagate his teaching. He loves the fact that people were religious. As long as in their religion, they never meet Christ, they never get saved, they never truly find freedom in Jesus and truly understand the gospel, Satan's happy. They're religious and they're as far away from God as they can be. And that's what these men were teaching. And so Paul's warning this church, listen, they're false teachers, they're liars, and can't you even see it in the fact that even the religious, the fake religious world is okay with them? Then he says, uh, verse 20, who is weak? Am I not weak? Who is made to, uh, who is made to uh, stumble? And I do not burn with indignation. He goes, I I'm not caused grief. I'm weak. I'm nothing special. He continues on verse 30, if I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity, my weaknesses. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. And Damascus, the governor, under Artis, Ar Ar Aretas, the king, 
was guarding the city of Damascus with a garrison desiring to arrest me. More people trying to get me. He goes, and I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from hands. He goes, this has been normal. A whole list of persecution to the point where once Christians helped me to escape by putting me down in a basket through a spot in the wall so that I wouldn't be taken. This was normal. So one, let's look at these two thoughts as we come to the close. One, you can see the validity of this. The religious world does not like truth. I mean, in our day, the false world, they don't like truth. Please understand we should speak the truth in love and grace, but we should speak the truth. And the carnal world, the world that's going the opposite way of God doesn't love it. So don't be surprised when people have a hard time with what, what, where we stand. And I think we should stand lovingly, but don't be surprised when they're confused by it. That's the way it's always been. But can I give you another thought? I'm not saying that every bad thing happens to you is a result of great things, like God's doing great things in your life. I'm not saying that because sometimes our sin and our decisions bring these things on us. But I will tell you this. Don't also assume that the battles that you face are a result always of sin. They might be. If they are, get it right with God and move forward. Sometimes when you follow and search after Jesus, Satan is going to fight you. Uh, I've heard the phrase many, many times, if you don't wake up and face Satan head on, you're probably going the same direction. A growing Christian will be on the receiving end of Satan's hatred. You just will. And so sometimes when it comes, embrace the fact, remember that greater is he who lives in us and he that lives in the world. The Holy Spirit is greater than that. You have power over it. Um, God has given you victory over that. So don't let it consume you. Don't let it overwhelm you. Don't let it discourage you. Uh, but remember, you know, don't, don't become super spiritual. Look, my life's falling apart. I must be really, really doing something great for God. I think blaming God for all of our problems is not always the right way to go. But just please remember, as long as you follow God, you will face adversity. It's okay. God's already taken care of it. So don't, don't let it stop you. Keep following Jesus. Keep going. And know that uh, he's got a plan, and he's going to take care of it, and he'll take care of those things that you can well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning, joining us today and giving us a chance to be together as we spend some time in this book. Uh, we're coming to the end of it, and then we'll get announced here in a little bit what book we're going to go to next. Again, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.